Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to another PC Boys podcast. This is your boy, Logan, and today is a perfect day to talk about um, Shang-Chi and do the actual review, because I hurt myself this weekend. So, a little story before we get into my Shang-Chi review. Um, I was at work, and I was switching out a coffee pot. Nicked another coffee pot, and it exploded all over me. I only ended up getting a second-degree burn on my right foot, though. Luckily, it was only that. So, I'm out of school for about a week, maybe more. That all depends on how the healing process goes. And same thing when it comes to work. So, that's what I'm dealing with right now, currently. Um, And there's no better time, I guess, to make a podcast or a review for a movie than right now. So, we're going to be getting down to that um, here in a second. But yeah, I thought I'd let you guys know that I'm fucking injured right now. The second degree burn on my right ankle slash foot. Um, yeah, it, it it sucks. Can't really weightlift. Can't go do anything. So, yeah, it's not fun. But anyways. So, Shang-Chi. So, Shang-Chi was a very interesting movie to me, mainly because A, I enjoyed it, and B, I don't know anything about the character. Now, I was excited for this movie, so when I say that, like, one of the interesting things was that I enjoyed it, it really has nothing to do to the fact of me, you know, or having it be, like, different than most of the other MCU movies. It's due to the fact that I knew nothing about the character and I enjoyed it, right? So that, that that's kind of where, like, the interesting part was for me because normally if I don't, like, you know, know a character, then I have a hard time enjoying the story I'm about to watch. But no, I, I enjoyed this story very well. So basically this movie goes through and explains Shang-Chi's origin, essentially showing how, as a child, the Mandarin trained him to be a fucking killer after his uh, wife was murdered and Shang-Chi's mother was murdered, um, and this made his sister, uh, feel like she was, you know, kind of left to the background, so she kind of trained on her own, uh, accord, which was pretty interesting to see, and then she ended up building up, uh, this, like, black market fighting sort of bidding place, I guess you could say, um, I'm not even gonna try to pronounce names of, locations or whatnot, I'll just describe them, and if you've seen the movie, you'll know, and if you haven't seen the movie, then nothing's really getting spoiled for you, but, um, yeah, so when it comes down to it, um, I found it really interesting that they decided to make the Mandarin a very relatable character in a sense, so the Mandarin for about a thousand years pretty much ruled over the East with an iron fist using the Ten Rings as, like, you know, ungodly powers and weapons um, against any of his foes. And when he ended up meeting um, Shang-Chi's mom, who was the protector of this, like, ancient town um, where there's dragons and whatnot, um, she ended up falling in love with him and giving up her powers to go live with the Mandarin. And during this time, the Mandarin, of course, had two kids being Shang-Chi and his sister. And um, he was really happy, but obviously after the death of his wife, went back to his old ways, put the rings back on, which essentially make him immortal, and pretty much turned his son into a killing machine. 
So Shang-Chi ended up going on a mission and leaving his father and the Ten Rings behind and pretty much went to America, started his own life in San Francisco, you know, being a uh, car parker, you could say. And he's there with his friend, Katie. And they get on this bus and the Ten Rings come after him and his amulet and this guy with the sword from the trailers, you know, starts fighting him. It was a pretty good action sequence. Um, it was very different than what we've seen in the MCU, pretty much, unless you've watched, like, Iron Fist and stuff. But it was really good. I, I enjoyed the action sequence. Probably one of the best ones in the movie. So then the bus ends up crashing. They get the amulet, and they end up going after Shang-Chi's sister. So he goes to find her. You end up seeing Abomination fighting Wong really quickly. Nothing really super crazy. It was just kind of an appearance by the two. Um, then they go away. The Ten Rings find them, break into the place. Shang-Chi's sister leaves him and Katie for dead, but then ends up coming to their rescue in another really good choreography fight scene on a roof, not a rooftop, but like scaffolding on the side of a, a skyscraper. So it was really interesting, like, the fighting in this movie and everything was very well done, very well choreographed. I wish we got more stuff like this in the MCU, because, you know, having CGI fight scenes and everything in the MCU gets, you know, kind of boring and annoying after a while. I mean, CGI fight scenes, in my opinion, are some of the dumbest things ever. Um, but yeah, so very enjoyable um, in terms of the fight scene, so then Mandarin ends up getting Shang-Chi and his sister, taking their amulets, and basically he's convinced by a voice that sounds exactly like his wife that he's being held captive, and that she needs, uh the Mandarin to come save her. So the Mandarin, of course, goes on this uh, journey. He figures out when the path to this um, town opens up, and it only opens up once a year, and he needs to get there to break down, like, this gate to save his wife. In reality, this is just a evil, like, dragon-slash-creature that's being hidden away, and essentially... Um, essentially, it just wants to break free and eat people and destroy the world, you know, and so he's pretty much led by influence and guilt and feelings to do this from an unknown entity. So, Shang-Chi, the quote-unquote, well, Trevor, the actor, a.k.a. the Mandarin from Iron Man 3, and Katie, and their little, um, creature dog thing, uh, they end up going to this town, and you get to meet Shang-Chi's aunt, you get to see, uh, the stuff that they made, like, they made Shang-Chi and his sister, like, uh, suits made out of dragon scales, they have a bunch of dragon scale weapons, ranging from staffs to spears to bows, and there's a bunch of these cool creatures there, too, um, and then, of course, you have a big fight between the Mandarin, or the Ten Rings, the Mandarin, Shang-Chi, and the villagers at this, uh, this legendary sort of town, um, or, or secret town, and so then the, he obviously knocks Shang-Chi down, he goes and starts, you know, opening up this barrier that has this big creature inside of it, and a lot of smaller things, which we're just gonna call demons for, for right now, essentially, they suck souls out and bring them to the bigger demon, drop it in its mouth, and makes it more stronger and whatnot, 
Um, Shang-Chi ends up awakening the Great Protector, which is like a dragon that protects the Earth and this town. Um, but yeah, so there's a lot of, in this end fight scene, there's a lot of interesting things. You've got monsters, dragons, uh, demons, fucking, you know... It's just a it's just a lot going on. But basically by the end of the movie, um Shang-Chi and Katie, they win. The they return um to uh San Francisco and when they return to San Francisco, they talk to their friends, relive this whole like big journey that they went on, and they aren't believing them. And then Wong opens up a portal behind them and says, "Hey, you're needed, Shang Chi." So Shang Chi and Katie go with um, Wong to the Sanctum Sanctorum, which will lead into, I believe, it was the mid-credit scene where they're trying to figure out what the Ten Rings are doing, which they're emitting a signal out to space. Which, if you've read the comics, the Ten Rings are of alien technology. And basically, then they're talking with Dr. Banner, Captain Marvel. Captain Marvel has no idea what's going on. Uh, Dr. Banner is a human now. He's not the Hulk. And he's still wearing that cast on his arm from Avengers Endgame. And essentially, they leave afterwards to go sing at a karaoke bar. And then the end credit scene just shows Shang-Chi's sister pretty much rebuilding the Ten Rings and allowing girls to be in the Ten Rings. So... That is basically Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, like, summed up, like, in the quickest way possible how the story goes. There's a lot of great things in here. Like I said, they made the Mandarin more relatable, gave him a human side, but at the same time, he was still kind of a generic villain. But I think it was fine because they balanced it very well. Shang-Chi is a very enjoyable, likable character. He's funny when he needs to be, but serious when he needs to be. The fight style was great. Katie's character was okay. I mean, I didn't really see that there was a lot there with her other than to kind of just be like comic relief. But... You know, it, it is what it is. It's Marvel movies. You're going to have those characters. Uh, the Ten Rings were a pretty interesting organization to begin with. But then as the movie goes along, they aren't as interesting. They also had this one character <laughs> from the Ten Rings, which is like a ninja. He was like a specific ninja. He had a specific mask on and everything. And I was thinking, oh, they're going to like reveal that to be his mom or something. No. That, that character was just there to die because they died in the end fight scene. And I was like, why did you go out of your way to distinctly make this one ninja look different than the rest only to kill the person off? Why make them look any different? Like, you know, it just, it, to me, it made no sense. Like, it felt like there was more to that character. And I have no idea what the purpose of that character was. But anyways, um, that's, uh, that's that. <laughs> that's, that's, that's basically it. Um, I know that this review isn't like my other reviews where I'm like really up and like bombastic, bombastic and I can't contain my excitement. But you guys got to remember, I'm talking about a character I don't really know that well, right? And, and not to mention some of the names and stuff in the movie I already forgot about um, and or don't want to butcher. Combination of the two. More so, I just don't want to butcher the names. Um, but... It was an enjoyable movie. I really liked it. I would give this movie an 8 out of 10. I think it's it brings, you know, a different flair to the MCU. It is something needed uh, by the MCU to finally change things up. Uh, I liked it. I thought it was very good. And I think you should go watch it. Very solid movie. Um, coming up on the podcast uh, within this week, because like I said, I'm injured, so I have time to do podcasts. I still got to do school stuff, yes, but... 
I'm since I'm not actually on campus, I will have a lot more time in between my classes and writing notes and writing my essay and stuff to be able to, um, you know, give you guys like a lowdown of what's going on. So yeah, um, very excited to talk with you guys about, um, the new Hawkeye trailer, probably going to watch it a few more times just to, you know, pick up on some things and talk about it. Uh, so we'll get to that at some point this week, the Hawkeye trailer, uh, Halloween kills and Venom let there be carnage is literally down the road. So I'll be talking about those two things as well. Uh, cause those are rolling around the corner. So get prepared for a lot of Halloween Venom talk, uh, within the next few weeks, because we're leading into both movies. It's basically going to be Venom. Then a few weeks after that, Halloween, Um, so yeah, thank you very much for listening. I hope you all enjoyed and I'll catch you all in the next one.